Welcome to the Life Study of Leviticus, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Our entire Life Study of the Bible has nearly 2,000 messages, almost eight years of radio programs, and today we're in the Old Testament book of Leviticus. Many Christians pass over the fine points in this book, but the Lord has revealed many details of our precious Christ in Leviticus. Please stay with us as we discuss some of these riches from today's Life Study of Leviticus. Consecration is an Old Testament term used only a few times in the Bible, yet it bears deep and significant meaning to all the born-again children of God that love Him and have given themselves over to Him. This is a term that worldly people can never really know or understand. But what about us? Do we really appreciate what it is to be consecrated to the Lord Jesus? We'll look at consecration on today's Life Study of Leviticus. And Francis Paul has joined us once again for this uh, message on a very marvelous and important topic. Francis, welcome back. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here, particularly on this message. Francis, this word consecration is a word that uh, some Christians are familiar with, maybe have used in a certain context. Uh, But as I mentioned earlier, it only appears in the Old Testament, mainly uh, in Leviticus and Exodus and Numbers. In its original context, it dealt with the sons of Aaron, who were the priests at that time, and they were consecrated or ordained for service in the tabernacle. But Francis, it's the use of this term in its New Testament application to us as Christians uh, that we want to look at today. Uh, But let's start out by, maybe I'd ask you, most Christians that are familiar with this term or who use it, in what context or in what typical meaning do they have? Well, according to my understanding and realization, uh, this term sometimes is used by today's Christians, and to my knowledge, it means to them that they have a certain kind of talent or a certain kind of natural ability that they would like to use for the Lord's service. So they consecrate themselves either to do some kind of special work for the Lord because of their natural ability. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to see in this message something not quite in that light. It's not a matter of our natural ability, but we'll see, I believe, in this message that it's something very much Christ-centered. Definitely. Let's join Witness Lee as we uh, look at this word consecration today. Now we come to a matter which all the worldly people would not know and could not know. Here is a word that is the word consecration. I don't know how you dear ones understand this word. This word is to fill up your head. You come to me empty-handed. Then I fill your empty hand with a diamond and with a piece of gold. I fill up your hand. In the text of this chapter, chapter 8, you do have two or three verses that Moses filled up the palm of the hands of Aaron. Aaron was there consecrating himself 
to certain holy position, Amtanj, and through his concentration to receive the holy post or position, he got filled in his mind. Consecration is on our side. We consecrate ourselves to God for certain position. On God's side, it is a kind of ordination. God ordains us to be something. Aaron and all his sons came up to Moses to meet Moses at the entrance of the tent of meeting with all the congregation. But after the consecration, their hands were filled with what? We filled just with Christ. With Christ in different aspects. As long as we are really regenerate, we are the real priest. But we need a day of consecration. On our side, it is kind of consecration. We just consecrate, offer, and give ourselves to God. Lord, I'm yours because you bought me. You redeemed me with your blood, and you have regenerated me. And now I have your life under enjoyment of your redemption. I like to offer myself to you. I give myself to you to serve you as your servant, even as your slave. This is what? This is a consecration on your side. The right way God would accept your offer. So he would do something over you. And that is on his side. And on his side, it is called the ordination. You consecrate yourself to him, he ordains you to be his serving ones. That's the priest. Yes, we have to know all the offerings refer to Christ. Whatever Christ is to us is to constitute us a priest. Francis, uh, he touched a number of things here that we could talk about. I'd like to go back, though, for a minute and explore this literal meaning, the Hebrew meaning of the word consecration that he brought out, is to have empty hands made full. The sons of Aaron would come to consecrate themselves, and they were coming with their hands empty. As they were consecrated, their hands were made full. What about this application for us today as New Testament believers? This is a very interesting light to me because I mentioned a while ago that uh, the usual thought of consecration is to use some natural ability for the Lord's purpose. But this is not that. This is a matter of coming with nothing, just empty hands. The priests opened up their hands. They had nothing. Right. Even though they were priests by birth, yet they didn't have anything with which they could consecrate to the Lord. So the consecration is really just coming with open hands to receive And in the case of these priests, what they have put in their hands is really what's covered in the first seven chapters of this book we're in now, in Leviticus, because you have those different offerings. You have a burnt offering. Mm -hmm. You have a meal offering. You have a sin offering and a trespass offering. These are all the offerings that would be put in the hands of the priest. And these are all representing different aspects of Christ. So it's Christ 
That is our our offering. Christ is our consecration. It's not something we can do by our natural energy, but by taking Christ as our everything. He's our burnt offering because we could never be absolute for God. But He is, so we take Him as this offering. This is our consecration. I think those of us who've associated this term, as you talked about it before, maybe related to a natural gift or ability that the Lord has given us, and we now desire to use it in the Lord's interests or have a, a heart to use it that way, it's partially correct in that it's related to our service to the Lord. But I think the understanding we're getting today is really much broader and quite a bit more clear that the filling of our hands with the reality of Christ in all of these aspects, that's the real consecration. That's really what he's looking at much more than any natural gift or talent that we could offer back to him, isn't it? I'm sure you're right, because uh, it's not a natural ability, but it's just the willingness and the emptiness. Opening up our hands shows our need for something to fill up our hands. Mm. And that word, as you pointed out, consecration, means the filling of the hands, That's something I never had heard before. But when I heard this, I realized this means we're empty of all of our natural ability and our strength. We're just open to receive Christ in so many aspects, and this is what we offer to serve. We've seen this so many times, Francis, in uh, different programs we've done over the years that the only thing we ever have that satisfies God is Christ to give back to him. Nothing of ourselves will ever really reach the mark, will it? That's right. Francis, let's go on. There's a marvelous facet related to the consecration of the priests, and we see this in Leviticus 8, verses 22, 23, and 24. Let me read these. It will be the focus of this coming section. Verse 22 begins, And he presented the other ram, the ram of the filling of hands, or the ram of consecration, as it's translated in some versions. And Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram, and he slaughtered it. And Moses took some of its blood and put it on the lobe of Aaron's right ear and on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. And he brought Aaron's sons near, and Moses put some of the blood on the lobe of their right ear and on the thumb of their right hand and on the big toe of their right foot. And Moses sprinkled the rest of the blood on and around the altar. Francis, we really want to see what is significant here about the ear, the thumb, and the big toe of the right foot. Let's go to Witness Lee. The ram has the consecration offering for the consecration of the priesthood, signifying the strong Christ as the offering for our assuming of the New Testament priesthood. Why the ram typifies the strong Christ, because you know, in the cattle, a ram is not weak. A ram is a strong one. So the ram signifies the strong Christ. And we take a strong Christ for our consecration. Some of the blood is picked up, put on Aaron's and his son's right ear. And the thumb of the right hand and the big toe of their right foot. This signifies that the redeeming blood of Christ cleanses our ears, our hands, and our feet for the assuming of our New Testament priesthood. This kind of washing of our right ear, right thumb, 
and right big toe for what? For our priest service, for our New Testament service. And this service includes in the meeting to function, includes to preach the gospel, includes to speak, includes our visitation of the saints at their homes, includes all these. So, in all these services, we need the blood of the strong Christ put on our right ear, right thumb, and right big toe. Why it was not put upon our eyes, our nose, our lips? Because firstly, must get to the source. And the source is hearing. We are going to be God's priests. What are we going to hear? The positive things and the negative things. We have to always quad wash our ear. Firstly, with the blood of Christ because we hear a lot of dirty things. We hear a lot of things so contagious. So here we need the killing of the contagious germs. And that is the Lord's blood. Lord, cleanses my ear. Wash my ear, Lord. And you have to believe, according to the Bible, where the blood is washing. There is the Spirit anointing. Following the blood washing, you will enjoy the Spirit anointing. Francis, here's the picture. At the time this consecration lamb was offered, blood was taken and placed on the right ear, the right thumb, and the right big toe. As this ministry has such a continual habit of doing, it's opened up marvelous significance to a small detail that is so easy to overlook when we read the Bible. Let's talk about these three things, the ear, the thumb, and the big toe. This is really marvelous, isn't it, Chris, that there could be such a application in such a simple and really confusing <laughs> way that uh, the priest would come with the anointing on his ear. All of us are priests. Right. This is the thing I think we have to realize in this application, that as those who have been born of God, we have been regenerated by him. We've been redeemed, regenerated. We have his life. So we are the priests. Now, what affects us and how we can be uh, used of the Lord and how we can be available to him depends on our hearing. So the first thing is putting this on our ear. This blood on our ear is to cleanse our ear from everything negative, everything that's really not according to God. Uh, this is quite important because even faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So unless we're hearing the Word of God, we don't have faith. Right. We don't have faith as something we generated up that we like to believe in. Right. We believe because of the Word of God, and we believe because we have a hearing. The hearing is the most important of all these, and that's the, really the source. All the other things come out of this. So the main thing these days is that we would hear God's Word. Then, of course, on the thumb, the thumb is the uh, number one for all the five members on your hand. Mm -hmm. And so it's very important. The thumb really answers to all of our doings, what we work, what we do, all of our activities. And that needs to be cleansed by the blood. Otherwise, we just do everything selfishly, even worldly, even sinful. Right. But with the blood, we can do things 
in a consecrated way for God's glory. And then on the big toe, that represents our walk, our moving, how we move, how we go, uh, needs to be cleansed. I think if we have these three, they're just marvelous that they would be in the Bible like this, but even more marvelous, it could be brought to our attention. Yes. Because we never saw this before. It's uh, just this little pin flashlight that uh, uh, our brothers seem to have that gone before us, and they could highlight these things and bring them out in such a way with such an application that is uh, uh, not far out and not a reach, but we realize that the hearing, as you said, is a source. We're going to go back to that in this coming section and see that developed even more. But the doing represented by our hand, which is typified by the thumb, and then our walk, our going, all these things are critical to our service. And if we really are going to be those that uh, have a meaningful service to the Lord, we need the blood in all of these areas. That's right. This is wonderful. That is right. Let's go back to uh, Witness Lee Francis for this third section. We all have to know the uh, blood of Christ deals with our year for listening God's word, for listening God's speaking. We are going to serve him as a priest, and a priest should be a faithful slave or servant to God. If you have a servant And this one doesn't know how to listen to your word. How could he serve you according to your will, according to your heart, according to your desire? Because he doesn't know how to listen to you. Or he has no ear to listen to you. We sinners all became that thing, that way. When we were sinners, we had no ear to listen to God's word, God's speaking. We listen to a lot of things every day, but we didn't listen to one word of God. Then we got saved, and then we got what? Ordained. And we got to be priests, which are God's servants. As God's servants, the first thing, the primary thing, is to listen to God's speaking. Of course, this positive listening rescues us from all the negative listenings. If we all the time from morning to evening, 24 hours a day, just listening to God's word, then we have no year to listening to those negative talks. And how the negative talks could be so prevailing, spreading, going on in the so-called church life just because all the years turn from God uh, to something else. If now we would turn our years from all the things other than God back to God himself, there'd be no problem. Only life will be spreading. No death. But sometimes in the church, it is vice versa. There's no Christ spoken, no word of God spoken, no grace spoken, no gospel spoken. What is being spoken? All negative. Then all the people just listen to negative things. Of course, they will work. Things not that good. It's very meaningful. You just think about it. But anyhow... 
as God's servants, slaves, priests, we must have our year redeemed from listening to things other than God and back to the listening of the Word of God all together. Francis, I liked his illustration here. He said if we uh, had a servant that didn't know how to listen to our word, that servant would be completely useless to us, wouldn't he? That's right. Uh, let's talk about this. We, I think we all have experienced a situation in our church experience, our church life experience, where uh, there's not much healthy speaking, but a lot of negative and criticism. How important is it for God's people to keep their ear tuned Oh, to, to this is speaking? most important, Chris. Uh, I think we both know and and all of us that are listening probably should know that this kind of negative thing just kills people. Yeah, It just uh, brings in more and more criticism, negative talk. And that's the reason we need the blood on the ear. That's the redeeming blood. We have to remember, we got redeemed by this blood. Right. Now our ear needs to be under the covering of this blood. Amen. Needs to be uh, on our blood, on our ear. The blood on our ear hmm. must be the way to keep us from getting into negative situations by what we hear. You know, if we would just pay attention to the Word of God, there wouldn't be this kind of negative talk so much concerning God's servants. Many people just judge according to their own concept about what they're hearing, and the, the speaking of the Word of God doesn't reach them because the ear is opened up to something negative. But by the blood applied to our ear, we are limited in what we will hear. We don't let it the negative things come into us. Uh, we've experienced this, I would say, quite a bit, because many times they have some criticism even about this ministry mm -hmm. because they didn't hear the Word. That's right. If you take the Bible, you hear the Word of God, I think you have to agree with what we've been seeing over these years on the radio that this is a ministry that is faithful and true to the Word of God. If we have ears to hear, we will certainly get the benefit of all that's brought out if our ears are anointed with the blood. You know, when the blood is applied, there's a hymn that says, first the blood and then the ointment. Mm -hmm. So first we get the blood and then the anointing comes and we get to hear the truth. We pay attention to the Bible to the Word of God, to His speaking. And this keeps us from becoming dirty and from becoming uh, negative and from killing others. Francis, the ear is uh, really a source. He touched that earlier. It's significant that the ear was the first thing the blood was applied to before the thumb and before the foot because the ear, the hearing, so often becomes a source that will guide our doing and our walk. We can't help sometimes what we hear initially. That's why we need the blood quickly again applied to what we've heard. But sometimes we lend our ear uh, after we've got it enticed a little bit. And that's where this death element can really work its way into the church and into our homes, into our marriage, into so many relationships. This is marvelous practical speaking as opened up from these rather hidden, obscure passages from the Old Testament, isn't it? Right. That's right. And the Bible even talks about itching ears. That's right. Ready to hear something negative. Francis, uh, our time has gone too quickly once again. I'd like to linger here. I think we both have a little more we could say, but we'll take the Lord's uh, limiting and say thank you, Lord, for what you've given us today and go forward. Appreciate having you here. It's been very good to be here and particularly to get into this. It just makes me realize my ear has to be covered with the blood all the time. 
I'm under the same realization. Well, we uh, hope you've enjoyed this broadcast and can relate to the things that we've brought forth today from this ministry related to uh, the book of Leviticus and seeing it in a way that is fresh and new and helpful and practical to our Christian walk. If you'd like to find out more, there's printed material to accompany this, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Once again, that's toll-free. You can write to us, of course, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814 is our zip code, or you can send email to radio at lsm.org. For Francis Ball today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you so much for listening. Throughout the centuries, the Lord has recovered many truths concerning His purpose and plan for humanity. The recovery version of the New Testament by Living Stream Ministry presents these crucial truths in a format that is easy to understand and study. This faithful translation of the original Greek text includes outlines of each book of the New Testament, over 9,000 footnotes, more than 13,000 cross-references, charts of important truths, and color maps. The New Testament recovery version from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788. That's 1-888-543-3788.